here we are finally talking one of my favorite movies ever made. And it was shockingly easy to make fun of. Jamie, mm -hmm. let's go watch Ghoulies. Ghoulies. <laughs> Welcome to this podcast, another episode of this podcast that you're listening to right now, A Good Times, A Great Movies. It is here where DP, Doug McCambridge, and I, J-Lo, Jamie Lorello, I don't think I've ever called myself J-Lo well, on the show I before, but that was pretty fun. I don't think I've ever thought of referring sure. to you as J-Lo, and that's Why crazy. Why would you? Yeah. Well, that's it. we well. got to stop this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you Why'd you start like that? Like, people would be I like, I'm not really sure what podcast yeah. I'm listening Wait, to. Wait, I thought oh, it was this one. Okay. It's this podcast with DP and J-Lo, J-Lorello. Are you doing that because you finally my want name. me to give yeah. you a cool nickname for this? You call me DP for the past seven years, and I've called you nothing. I'm hinting but Jamie. at it. I'm hinting at it. It's a subtle, <laughs> subtle way it's, of saying. It's more than a subtle hint, and I like that it took you this long. And you're like, final. I'm finally saying something. The Ghoulies tonight. episode is the one that I decided to break you on. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I'll remember this. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. This Unlike is all some part. movies we watch. <laughs> Here we are, um, for the for this. Uh, Halloween, well, Halloween, horror, October month episode. Of, it's the last one. It's our last one, our final one. For this month, that or, or for this year, that is. Oh, yeah, don't worry, folks. Let's say this is the first episode you're listening to because you're a big ghoulie head. Uh, is that really we, what they're we, called? Because you said um, that twice now. First of all, there aren't big fans of this movie. I think it's just me. <laughs> I, I think you're wrong. I think people do. Isn't there a good fan base for this? I don't know. I, I would really be surprised if there's a big fan base. Okay. For this. Fair enough. Okay. My secret dream is, and it's never going to happen because mm -mm. she has hit the highest of highs in the acting industry. Yes. But if Mariska Hargitay, and I'm not wishing this on her, mm -mm. falls on hard times and has to do conventions and sign stuff, oh. I want to get her to sign some ghoulies poster or something like that. <laughs> such a young, such a young uh, Mariska Tay. How do you say her name? Mariska Tay. Mariska Tay Hargitay. No, Mariska Hargitay. Ah. Oh. Yeah. Or yeah, and and oh, uh, the other fun thing about this movie uh, this time I didn't look before this, and I can't believe I didn't look. Most of these kids, believe it or not, mm -hmm. are still working actors really? to this day. They're doing TV. Even his so, girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> yes, she's one of the more successful. <laughs> I mean, there is a scene later where I was like, "Is that a mannequin sitting there, <laughs> or is is she? Is it really her?" I thought I really thought he was interacting with a mannequin, and then she turned her head, and I was like, "Ah, that's scary." <laughs> but I had to look through because I was like, mm. "You know, Law and Order SVU was on for a hundred thousand. Oh episodes. yeah, were any of these actors uh, on? Three of them. I wonder if she they like 
talked old times. I, I just, I really don't good they, times. I doubt that they talk all the time, but I was just like, I wonder if you know they they like went to audition or something, or she. They called her right. Like, I don't think they have that sort of relationship, but I was very surprised because it is um, the guy's girlfriend. Okay. Uh, it's uh, the guy's father, the the corpse that comes to life later. Oh, oh, mm-hmm. another. Okay. And a big shocker here, Dick. No, I yes. can't believe Dick went on to work. He was on Law and Order, yeah. Yeah, he's he still does. Well, stuff. he was he probably like a, a Dick kind of guy, and was he like a? Oh, well, I guess you didn't see. I don't watch the that episode. Show. Yeah, <laughs> he was probably one of the tough criminals that did some SVU. I saw like one episode of a Law and Order in my life. That was it. I, I watched one, and I was like, mm, "This is not for me." It's not your, not your jam. Police Mm-mm. thing. But I was just very surprised. I was like, wow, it's really cool that they were on that show. And I don't know if they had any scenes with her, but this would seem like to me a movie where she's like, I don't want to talk about that. That was um, very early in my career. I don't like to bring up the ghoulies. It was early, but she did have some good screams in there. And she, I don't want to say the girls are kind of the (laughs) girls, you know, but Mm -hmm. the one is a little more than the other. Nobody's really given much to do. If you're not one of the stoners... You don't really have. Oh a yeah, part and what in this are they? Movie. What's Bill and Ted doing, just hanging out? I here? don't know. I don't know. And the the one like with the glasses, like he's got his own cool thing going on. The other guy's just a god. Like none of these friends are really standing out to me. No, I know they tried to make Dick a character. I mean, basically a creep. But he's a um, yeah. He's just yeah, not enough. Well, anyway, that's it. I just want to let you know there's a lot of Law and Order SVU crossover <clears> here. I'm happy to hear that. Happy to yeah. they kept some some. Some jiving together. That's good. That's good. I mean, I would I would say to people listening, um, first of all, in case you didn't pay attention when you hit play, or you didn't listen to me say Ghoulies forty five times, right? Or Ghoulie Head. That's the movie that we're talking about from nineteen eighty four. This feels a bit later to me. Does it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> already, already we haven't even started. The reason I'm saying that is I feel like the fashion is pushing a little bit later 80s. Because I did think the way that these... If I'm going to say something nice about the movie, okay. I could say a lot of nice things about it. Oh, I kind of like the fashion. Like I like the way that these his friends were dressed and everything. Mm-hmm. It felt just... 80s enough to be kind of fun, right. but not over the top silly, except when they're wearing sunglasses. Well, they very well. Those were all very silly sunglasses. I wanted to see the start when he handed out the sunglasses because they allege that he's made them wear these. So I wanted to see him like welcome them and then give them each their specific sunglasses. One hundred percent. I want to hear that we're having a sunglasses party yes, line. Yes, I want to know like, how he made them all agree to wear them and yeah. I want him to send out his hypnotized girlfriend to go buy these <laughs> sunglasses and that interaction with, I don't know, the clerk at the store or something. <laughs> That's what I needed because I'm like where did you get these? Or did you just tell them to bring their sunglasses from home? It might have but, been a bring your own. It might have been because those, some of and them. And those are the sunglasses Dick had hanging around his I mean, apartment. Dick had, had, you know, he's going to go big or go home if he's told to bring a pair of sunglasses. I also want to know what Dick and Robin, yes, I know these characters' names. What Dick and Robin's relationship. You never know characters' names. You really do love the ghoulies. <laughs> I love the ghoulies. So it appears that. He meets Robin for the first time at that first party. Mm-hmm. 
But then by the time they come back for the second party, they seem to be an item. But then when they go upstairs, he's like, well, baby, I can't tell you how long I've been waiting for this. And I'm like, did I, I just don't understand. Have they been seeing each other? Did they just know they were both coming back to this party and there was a bit of a love connection that first evening? I think it was perhaps just a love connection the first evening. Because wasn't he also trying to get on with some other women this evening, that evening, and then was introduced yeah. to her? Yeah, Mariska Hargitay. And who knows how many of those extras had to uh, deal with him. And what if, what if the friend with the vest... What what is his what I, I is his he thing? Talks like, he talks like that CGI creature from Why? Lord of the Rings yes, for some reason. Yes, Why does he try to do a golem voice and a weird like what I think he's trying to be funny, but he also uses it because after we're introduced to this really weird dude, Mariska Hargitay's in the kitchen being like, Yeah, I went out with that guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. How did that happen? Confession, she did. <laughs> Yeah. He's tickling her later? Yeah. That's not good. Yeah. No. He's the, he's a very awkward character and if his if his little mannerisms are supposed to be uh funny, they come off very strange. They they uncomfortable yeah. and I think awkward. they ran out of characters. Like I think they ran out of types of characters cuz they were like, "Oh, here's Dick. He's kind of an asshole but but thinks he's a cool dude." There's also this stoner who like runs around on the floor like he's one of the three stooges at one point. And then I think they went, I don't know, we got two other guys Doug, here. he was breakdancing. <laughs> yeah, and then the two other, yeah, they, I feel like they had an extra guy and they told him to be the funny one and he didn't quite understand the, the assignment. <laughs> I, I <laughs> love that, to be the direction. I don't know, be the funny one. You'll figure it out. Don't I have a script? No, whatever. No, you could do funny voices and you try to tickle people. You try and... to tickle people. You know, and when the he's funny tickling guy. her, it sounds like she's being raped. Yeah. And those two stoners are just, oh, they are yucking it up. They're having a ball. Well, then the real screams happen because we know the ghoulies then show up and they really, they. Also, is she killed off camera? Because we watched the, we watched, what's that guy's name? Gollum? Gollum. Yeah. Name? Okay. Yeah. We watch him get a ghoulie to the face. Yeah. And then we just hear her screaming. But we see everyone else being killed. Oh, yeah, that's true. But she's dead in the basement then. Maybe that was part of her arrangement. Maybe she was like, listen, I don't take off my top and I don't get killed by a ghoulie on screen. Yeah. It's bad enough my character had to date this guy. Yeah. Tickled by the fountain, fine. But I'm not showing any nipple and I am not showing any ghoulie death. You're making it sound like people are taking their clothes off in this movie. Nobody's no, getting naked. Nobody is. Nobody is. Yeah. She gets a little. They, there's a, I guess, a little foreplay scene. It's not even really sex because then there's the thing painted on the floor. Um, I was, I was kind of surprised that the sex scene was going as far as it did. Yeah, and but, it was making yeah. me uncomfortable for as little as it did go. <laughs> I was like, I don't even like these two together. I don't think they're a good couple at all. And you had a real problem with her, or him, or, or... yeah, with him and her. Yeah. Yeah, okay. and I didn't believe their. I just i I didn't believe their gig. <laughs> I didn't believe their. Uh, I because when we All meet right. them and they're looking at the house and I thought they were like I'm like okay are these like a newlywed couple or are they gonna you know would make more sense right given the ages right exactly exactly and then we find out that he's quitting school and she's in school but she lives there at this house with him. 
and the groundskeeper. I when do love Wolfgang. School, I was like, are they both getting their doctorates? Like, what I know. I was like, how long have they been in 19, school 19, 20-year-old kids. No. It's kind of like the guy from uh, Monkey Shines. They're all in school like they're non-trad oh, students. Oh, yes. <laughs> I would love a scene of her to come back and be like, there's this guy in class who now has a monkey with him. <laughs> Everybody was cheering, applauding, because this monkey raised his hand for him. Like, She's I like, and now I come it. home to this shit, you like <laughs> chanting in the basement when you're supposed to be. I do like Why how is he's it raining like, in our basement. Also, can I take one of those ghoulies to school? It might make me as popular as that monkey guy. <laughs> No, she doesn't see the ghoulies right away, does she? No. No, but she sees him acting all the strange. When they have that first fight and she's just all mad at him by the sink. Yeah, I had a hard time with them. I had a hard time. She's making salad again. (laughs) All the salads and all the cranberry juices. It's totally ocean spray all over. (laughs) All over their house. I'm intermittent fasting. She's like, great. I guess I have she to go make dinner so for myself ma- No, she's again. already made the dinner. That's the thing. You don't get let her know. Oh. Like, oh, I see you bought stuff for dinner. Well, I'm in the middle of a fast right now because I like it, too, when he's like, because he's supposedly he's he's quit school so that he could fix up the house. And she's like, oh, fine. Hesitant or whatever. And he shows her, like, the dining room he's cleaned up. He's like, look at Look at how much I've done. I've Look She's at the so dining room. She's though. like, oh my God, this is so great. He's been home all day. All day. And all he did was organize the dining room. Yeah. Although and, I have and to and say. And that is enough for her to be like, you know what? Quitting school was a pretty yeah. great She's idea. like, I'm very proud of you. I'm very proud of you. One, <laughs> one room in this mansion per day? I think it's worth it. <laughs> no, I will say at one point, because you when I think it was at the second party, and you see the house has really come together. I'm like, well, what is she really complaining about? He really has worked, whether he's been also, you know, sermoning up demons. I don't know what else he's doing with his time, but we all get a little distracted, a little ADD when we're, you uh, know, trying to stay he focused. He must be very busy because he seems to get really into bringing demons and ghoulies and little people back, but also he's still able to fix up the house. Like He's really making the most of his he time. He really is. He's like chunks it out. All right, I'm going to spend the next two hours with my little midget dwarf friends, and then I'll spend three hours trying to conjure up some spirits, and then I'll... Those little dwarfs were so adorable. <laughs> How much they cared about him at the end when they're like, no, it's a trick. They were looking out for him because it seems like his dad really ran a tight, tight ship. Yeah, I guess. They were more than happy to kill for yeah. him, though, which is really weird. They were like, we'll kill for you, but your dad takes things a little too yeah. far. Oh, those people are your friends? We'll murder them. Don't worry about it. All right, okay. This is, sometimes we start these a little bit disjointed and kind of go through the plot of the movie out of order before we even start talking. And I feel like that's what we did this time. Wow. All right, so we get a cold open to this oh, movie. Oh, so cold. I mean, what did they do for these? <laughs> it's freezing. These opening credits are literally just red words on the screen. Yeah, it's it's tough. We've talked about this in movies from the 80s before. Sometimes the choice of font and color make it very difficult to read things. Mm-hmm. I forget what movie we watched where it was like purple. And it was I can't read a single word that's on here right now. This is a little bit easier to read, but we are introduced to some guy who's performing uh, some sort of satanic ceremony. Yeah. 
in yeah. his basement. That's a good way to describe it with a bunch of people in white robes yeah. and little puppet monsters known as ghoulies. <laughs> we get right into it. There's no oh, <laughs> There's no warm up to like, oh, you know, this is just his normal morning toast and coffee and this is Right. His day job, and here now we transition <laughs> into his crazy want. side life. You want this movie to be longer and to no, have more of a backstory no. to the character who dies immediately. He does. He does. I was going to say something, but I don't want to see you roll your eyes. Because I was going to say, this movie is a pretty brisk 80 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. I mean, I did tell you earlier I, I fell asleep and I had to watch it in two parts. So this guy's performing some sort of ceremony, some sort of ritual, and then he's like, now it's going to get fucking serious. Yeah, the baby. Bring, Bring on the, the baby. baby. <laughs> I am too close to ghoulies to be confused by things now, but is it made clear that that's his child? No. Is it made clear that the woman who objects to this is... That that's her child. No, that no. these two are together. Because no, okay. we don't see them together. He so, he calls in the sacrifice, the bebe, if you will, um, uh, and it's time. But you think that I thought they just got this baby from someplace random. I thought maybe they're satanic yes. cult. Maybe they stole the baby. Yes. Maybe they got the baby on the black say market. Like, not our child. She no. says something like, oh, you're not kids. No, exactly. No, she is. There's all these people. Like you said, there's a, there's a good. I, he's got more followers than later his son has. And they oh, seem to be yeah. really. <laughs> his son's followers are just the six corpses of his friends. And she lifts up her head because she hears a baby cry. And like you said, her reaction is, no, not the babies. And you're just thinking, because you don't know. they wrap, Something's wrapped up. It's clearly a baby. But you're like, maybe it's a goat. I don't know what they have wrapped up in maybe their sacrifice. Maybe it's a dog, a sleeping yeah, dog. Right, right. So when she says, not the baby, you don't think it's hers. But it's it's not even not the baby. Because that even makes it feel more like ownership. Her oh, line right. is, you said no children. Yeah, Which that's makes true. it seem like... This is just a random baby they abducted. Well, and then when the he does something to her and something, so he they well he the baby has electricity powers first of all. So he tries to touch the baby and it like shocks him. Well, she puts a necklace on the baby though. Oh, does she? Is that what happens? I think that's what makes him. I just thought the baby was even more powerful than the. Well, I thought the necklace is what gave the baby the power, but maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. (laughs) We know what happens when you take necklaces off in this. You immediately fall downstairs and die. (laughs) It's dangerous. It's very dangerous. When she takes that necklace off and then goes, oh, my God, there's ghoulies everywhere. And then trips, falls down the steps and is dead. She's got a couple of great little one-liners. Like when she says, what's wrong with your eyes? (laughs) (laughs) And right before she falls, I think she says, like. It is a really (laughs) funny scene because she does come back to be like, listen. I've thought about it. You're kind of crazy, but I think we can work it out. It's our one last chance. Holy shit, your (laughs) eyes are green. (laughs) It's awesome. All right, so this guy, he gets very upset because he can't murder a baby. And so then he's like, hey, Jack Nance. I love that Jack Nance is in this. Now we That's Wolfgang? Yeah, Jack Nance. um, He was one of the posse that beat up Kyle McLaughlin a lot in uh, Blue Velvet. Oh, he's yeah, a, yeah. He's a David Lynch staple. He's in mm. Twin Peaks and everything. So he takes the baby away and it's just like, 
I'll take care of you now, baby. You're mine. Or something. Because I have so many questions. I don't about know. What I happens. don't know. We we miss that we just get 20 years later and we don't really know because we get 20 years later and this Oh, you can talk about something bursting out of the mother's oh, chest. Oh, okay, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So I don't know what the happens there. So they he takes revenge. You're right. I don't know if it was that this baby was more powerful than this other leader or it was this right. magic necklace that the mom put on her the baby. But the, the woman that tries to stop this, the mom, we guess, mm-hmm. um, has to suffer some kind of consequence. So it looks like that's why I was like, well, does she have another baby then? Because something like bursts out of her chest, right? She's... She- yeah, Jamie, I, don't, I mean, I yeah. understand that you don't have children of your own, but you know how children are born, right? Yeah. <laughs> Does she have another baby? It looks super gross, though. <laughs> it's really disgusting. I don't know. No, that maybe. <laughs> maybe that's how devil children are born. That's what but, I wonder. Maybe that's how these little... Maybe she birthed the first ghoulie out of her chest. Maybe that's, that's how what ghoulies I was, are born. I was like, maybe that's like a new type of ghoulie. Out of the breasts of this mother mm-hmm. of... Come the ghoulies of tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like you said, after this... First of all, after this opening, we get um, our opening credits, and it's like... Ghoulies are so fun and great. Just like The music does not match anything we just saw. Or honestly, anything for the rest of the movie, because if you've, let's say for some reason you didn't watch Ghoulies 1 and you watched any of the other ones, this one's a serious Ghoulies movie. It's not silly like maybe it should be, Mm -hmm. but this music does not go with anything we're watching. I concur. Now we get, every now and then in this movie, we get Jack Nance voiceover, because Clearly, at one point, they sat down to watch this movie and was like, none of this makes any sense. We need somebody to help us steer this ship because people are not going to know. How did these two come about? And how? And he doesn't really fill us in enough because, again, we just get this couple. What's his, what, is, what is the little bit of narration that we get on this? Is that- it, it's really like, and now the son has returned. But the curse of his father is still on this place. Like, it's really just a bunch of kind nothing. Kind of vague. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a bunch of nothing. And also, it's like, where has he been? Or was he raised at this house by Jack Nance? And if that's the case, why does he just call him the caretaker? Uh, yeah. And why does he live in a shed? Like, I, just, I don't understand. Any, when did his father we saw that his mother died while giving birth to a ghoulie but when did his father die how did the whole thing go under because apparently it did all the shit is buried and in the basement and painted over was he sent to just a boarding school for the past 21 years as a baby as an infant he was sent to the boarding school or did the (laughs) caretaker like with babies yeah what well we don't get any of that and he doesn't even Give us any of it. But he knows Jack Nance, too. Yeah. So it's like, because he inherited this place once his father died. Also, when this guy comes out of the grave, he's still a young man. So that doesn't make any <laughs> sense either. But, like, this guy, Jonathan, knows Jack Nance, knows him as the character who raised him, he says. Yeah. But also, he's not allowed to live in the house. No. <laughs> this is so strange. Well, in the house is... Is not in a lived like he inherited this house, and it looks like it. It, the house was abandoned when the dad died. Like it doesn't seem like he was living in it the whole time. You know what I mean? Like because then, yes. like you said, he like we were saying before, 
I don't know if this was before we started recording or not, but he quit school to fix up the house. Well, if he had still been living at this house the whole time, he wouldn't need to fix it up. Right, yes. So, yeah. So, it makes me think that the father at one point, like the next day or something, is like, hey, Wolfgang, you you murdered my son, right? And Wolfgang's like, uh, yeah, uh, he's not in the shed that I live in. (laughs) I just... I just, I don't understand the backstory. Nothing's explained And at we could have had a little bit of something. Like, we could have had either Wolfgang say it in one of his narrations, or we could have had a moment where he shared it with his girlfriend. Like, oh, it's weird. We, we weren't really in the house or whatever. I will fill in blanks in movies, but this is such a strange gaping hole in this mm-hmm. where I just don't, I don't understand how familiar he is with the house. I don't understand how familiar he is with Wolfgang. He seems to understand that that's his father's grave. That's also in disrepair. So I guess he's been dead a long time. Yeah. Where does he go to school? And again, where has he been? Questions, questions. No answers. So many. No answers. So many. But he's there with his girlfriend, Rebecca. I guess they've been there together for a long time. Yeah. I thought they were like on the, like, I thought they were pretty serious together. Yeah. So I, that's how I read the relationship. No, they look like a couple who's been married for at least fifteen yeah. years. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I am, listen. If if a kid is in school, and you know, I teach college kids, so this happens occasionally when a, when a kid's like, I'm going to take a break or a semester off or something, and I am all for that. If you're twenty, twenty one, twenty two years old, and you're like, I'm just going to take some time. Go for it. If you're going to fix up a house, go for it. But at this guy's age, he's pushing 40. Like, maybe (laughs) don't take the time. Maybe get your degree. The house will still be there, man. (laughs) Well, we don't even know what he's studying or what, right? But we do know he's very drawn to some of the books, the black magic. Well, he does go into the basement. Very early, they go into the basement. He's like, this basement's awesome. And look at all these black arts books. (laughs) Like, this is great. I love this place. And I guess we own it now. Yeah. But Rebecca's a little bit Becky. A little hesitant. If you want to call her Becky, you can. Becky. That's what he calls her, yeah. Becky, Becca. All right. So she, uh, I think, now feels a little bit isolated. I don't know how long they've been there. Mm -hmm. But she has the idea... Let's do a party so we can meet some fun characters. Yeah, and even he's like, a party? Actually, when they talk about this, they're again, they're having their um, their salad and, and cranberry juice. <laughs> salad and breadsticks. <laughs> it's, like it's like this house is just an olive garden. <laughs> when you hear your family. Um, <laughs> when you hear your ghoulies. <laughs> he, he's got that one book that he has really... Taking a liking to that he is studying, and he is yes. looking over the book while they while she's like, "I know what we need to do. We need to have a party." And he's kind of like, "A party? Well, all right. <laughs> I'm all the party you need. Yeah, I'm so exciting. Look at me. I'm reading. such an interesting character. Going to school for a question mark? Let's go through these characters. You and I talked about them ad nauseum for the patrons, guys. That's why you should be a patron. Patreon.com/slash/goodtimesformovies. Right? So. There are two stoners who show up on an ATV for some reason. They don't have it at the end. Mm-mm. So there's two stoners, one who wears glasses and one who doesn't. No. Yep. Very rich characters. <laughs> there's a guy in a very large collared shirt 
buttoned, unbuttoned very low. Yeah. Named Dick. He appears to have stepped out of like 1973. Yeah, he's very proud of his name. He's the mm-hmm. tallest man there. Um, and he's, <laughs> I'm the <laughs> tallest man here. I do like his line when he does walk up to Mariska Hargitay and he's like, my friends call me Dick. You can call me Dick. <laughs> and then just opens a beer that immediately spills all over the place. Uh, there's a weirdo in a sweater vest mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who talks like he's that monster from Lord of the Gollum. Rings. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And Mariska Hargate. Yeah. That's her character trait is that she became a famous actress. <laughs> <laughs> and there's also uh, a woman named Robin who doesn't appear to be part of their friend group. Like... At first, she just, I guess just because Dick doesn't know who she is. There's like, two There's two in this group. It's the vest guy, and then they could have consolidated and made it one brunette girl. Yes. But they didn't. They spread the love out. No, and... I, you know what, Jamie? You just kind of fixed this movie. <laughs> you take the, the girl in leather, and you replace her with Mariska Hargitay. Mm-hmm. And then you basically take the sweater vest guy and erase him out of this movie. Mm-hmm. And you're totally good. If you want to make that one stoner talk like Gollum, go ahead. Right. If he's that make high, be the maybe goofy that guy. is what he's Exactly. Doing. Yeah. Yes. yeah. 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 Cut this down. Like, at one point, they're like, you just need seven sacrifices. I have an idea. How about it's four? Yeah, just give us four. Five, oh, sorry. that's why. It's That's why for the numbers, for the sacrifice and numbers. That's why they yep. needed all these useless characters. Okay. Either you cut down on the numbers or you flesh out these characters a little bit. I'm give not, us a I'm little not more. For much no, here. But give us a scene or two where we find right. some likability in one of them. Because I don't like any of them, and the only one I do like is Marishkata, and it's only because I recognize her um, from As her. As that Russian actress. <laughs> so, I, you know what they should have done? And I, I can't believe I'm telling them how to fix one of my favorite movies, Ghoulies. They, there's such a huge gap, and I always forget this. I don't watch this movie that regularly. It's always like 10 years between when I see it. Mm-hmm. I forget that the first party is not the second party. I've I always think there's just one big long party, but if you're gonna have that break and it's him like dicking around in the house and and summoning demons and stuff, mm-hmm. why don't you have some of these friends stop by on occasion or something like just to have a conversation with him, drop something off from school, or just be like, hey, maybe we could go get a bite to eat or something. Like they don't do that. These people are just there for the party scenes. Yeah. And lost in the middle, so we don't even know their relationships. Yeah, no, and it's confusing. Like where, like, cause, like you said, she, uh, she decides to have the party. So whose friends are they? Are they her friends? Are they his friends? Are they just some people they know from college? Because it's, it doesn't. It it turns out like I love the party. By the way, there's uh, some terrible music being played at the party. It has awesome a very, party. just as awkward vibe as they, as Becca and what's his name? Jonathan. Jonathan. Just as awkward as they have as a vibe as a couple, the parties they host have a similar awkward vibe. Well, the, the first party and the second party are very different because this first party is like a Well, the a second party is more like a dinner party. party. It's yes. not really a, like a party. This... Well, Jamie, I'd refer to it as a sunglass dinner party, well, but yeah. I get you. Yeah. 
<laughs> no, the first party is a party party in that there's a bunch Music. of extras, mm-hmm. a bunch of people I guess they go to college with, and everybody's interacting and having fun. Mm-hmm. But also the party doesn't last too long because then we're suddenly introduced to the after party where it's just them hanging around rolling joints talking about what are we going to do now? What board games are we going to play? We're going to play a board game. Want to play hide and seek? Which I'm kind of into. Like, I mean... I think you and I have been in enough situations where sometimes the after parties are more fun. You're sure. just sitting around rolling joints talking about, do you want to play hide and seek? <laughs> and I do like that the stoners, every they just look at each other and like shake their heads and they go, yeah, that sounds like fun. Yeah, yeah. But the owner of the house, Jonathan, he has a better idea. Let's go to the basement, guys. Some good times to be had down there. <laughs> I got some chalk. I'm going to draw a mm-hmm. circle around us. And I'm going to conjure up a spirit. Mm-hmm. I also might yell at you if you're not taking it oh, too seriously. because he's taking it very seriously. And they're all like, what are you doing? And mm-hmm. I think she, the one girl screams a little bit, like, watch this, I'm going to scream. And he's like, don't you know that? Your mouth. Also, who are you? You're not even in our friend circle. I love it, too, because what breaks them up, like, obviously, he so he does this whole big thing where he chants yeah. and he's trying to conjure up the spirit. And they do. They all stare at the spot where the spirit's supposed to come in the circle that he drew and the floor. And you just have to be patient when it comes to spirits. I don't know why that wasn't in the book, but even right. I would think that's spirit 101. Like, give them a little time. Right. You can't just say the chance. If you ask a board a question, you can't just move on to the next question. Give it a minute. Everybody has to believe. Like, that should have all been reviewed beforehand. But it's not because he's a newbie. Whatever. But what <laughs> makes this group break up and go downstairs isn't just that the... The, the spirit didn't get conjured up. It's because all of a sudden they're like, oh, where's that one girl? Huh. <laughs> it's not like her to go anywhere. Should we find her? Uh, I guess. And they don't, nobody's really startled. They're just like, no. let's go. They just kind of disperse and just wander upstairs. And he's even like, come on, guys. We got to close yeah. the spirit door. I was a little worried about that. Spirit door is now open. Yeah, spirit door. Well, you is now should open. be worried because they all go upstairs and we see that a ghoulie pops into existence. Yeah. yeah. I was a little disappointed in that, I have to say, because I didn't know what kind of spirit he was going to conjure. And so I thought it was going to be the dead that he later raises from the dead. Right. I thought it was going to be some kind of like ominous spirit. And it's this little it puppet like ghoulie. They saved the best for last because the ghoulies don't look good. They Mm-mm. look like horrible puppets. Mm-hmm. Some are furry and some are. Slimy. And slimy. Yeah. And then his uh, little dwarf friends show up. Mm-hmm. And then finally, near the end of this movie, I was like, oh, we get something that kind of looks like a creepy monster. Yeah. And he could have been creepier. He could have been creepier. And there could have been more of them. I thought maybe all of the ghosts of all of the people from the, oh. the sacrifice were going to maybe show up. I thought. Why is there not a ghost of his mom, like, warning him that something's going to happen? Guiding There's him so in his more. dreams. <laughs> so much more. So much more. Yeah. But, the, but right now, they're looking for Robin, the girl in leather who nobody really seems to know except Dick is really hitting on her. Right. Um, the stoners and, go off to find her, right? That? Right, yes. The stoners go into a room where there's a terrifying clown. Always with the clown doll. Always with the clown doll. Don't we just I know? I don't know. And again, in this house, why is the clown door? Like, in Poltergeist, it made sense. You have kids. I don't know that kids are playing with creepy clown toys but why is there a random creepy clown doll upstairs there's this no need clown for is it. also four feet tall yeah it's very large it is, it's a large clown so they see this 
And then they're like, <laughs> let's, I don't know, should we call these guys Scooby and Shaggy? Because yeah, Scooby and Shaggy nice. decide to check the closet. And the clown jumps out at them. And they have a good scare and laugh. And then they go, hey, wasn't that clown just sitting in that chair behind us? Yeah. And then like Scooby and Shaggy, they run out of the room. And party's kind of over. Yeah. Because they find her, like, hanging out by his father's grave. Just staring at reason, it. she was drawn to it. Like, I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. And it comes well, to it nothing. Well, it doesn't do anything. That's what I mean. Like, if we saw her, she he needed a lady or whatever to, to yeah. be a part of, to come back to this earth or make other ghoulies with. <sighs> and Jamie, you already, again, we keep making this movie better. Like, why can't he, do. near the end, she is not one of the friends to be killed because she is going to be his princess the or something. The new bride, right. So, the next day, Jonathan, I, I guess it's the next day. We're not sure how time works in mm. the land of the ghoulies. Uh, this is when he tells his girlfriend, hey, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to drop out of school. Because uh, I'm going to fix this place up. I mean, it's basically a mansion. I'm sure he thinks I could fix this place up, sit on it for 10, 20 years, and we will make a fortune. Yeah, we're going to be we're gonna be high on the hog water? Is that high, a, is that yep, a... high on the... <laughs> Listen, I, I never know if you're doing this on purpose with these phrases. That might be the best one, because all you did to mess it up was add the word water at the end. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so and so also I think they like I think they had Jack Nance for like one day of shooting or something. Like I'm sure he's the only one who commanded any sort of salary right. or any sort of money for this. So again they put in voiceover of him. Oh, telling us a little narration. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, while we see him cleaning up the house and everything, he goes back into the basement and we just hear Jack Nance again talking about how like <laughs> there are secrets here and he's starting to figure it out. <laughs> like what? And also you're the caretaker. Couldn't he walk up to his kid and be like Here's the deal. And give him some rain. And give him, yes. we can get a little exchange here. And then we could see the relationship a little more. Like, I didn't ever want to tell you this, but finally it's right. time that you know. Handing over maybe the box with the cloak and everything and saying, this is what he used, but know that this is very dangerous right. power or whatever. Mm -hmm. But there's none or of that. Jack Nance, maybe while this kid's away for 20 years, maybe burn this stuff. Yeah, maybe get How it out that? of here. What's it still doing here? Right. And or maybe, if you hear this kid's coming back, maybe burn the whole place yeah, down. Let's keep it away. Just burn it up. Burn it down. Well, then he wouldn't have oh, a house to try to I remodel. I did note that in this voiceover, Jack Nance even goes so far as to tell us as an audience a lie and say, and there was nothing I could do to stop it. But there was. <laughs> there was. He just waited till the last minute. <laughs> well, he had to let some of it run through. Yeah. I thought we were going to get to have because we got a little little tiny one, but I thought we were going to get to see a little um, a little clean up the house montage. Happen. Not much. Well, no. Well, Jamie, as you said earlier, uh, he only cleans the dining room. Yeah, it's a work in progress. <laughs> Not much of a montage you can build from that. He is cleaning the house, but then he sort of really just gets into um, the occult and jewelry making. Yeah. Uh, he makes an mm -hmm. amulet mm -hmm. for uh, Rebecca, and he tells her, 
Because he gives it to her as though, and I found this kind of funny because I was like, these two aren't married. And he hands her like a jewelry box. And she's and so like, excited about it. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. proposing right now. And how bummed was she when she opened it up to see some crummy amulet? Like, and she's with even a like, what does it, it say? What does it mean? I don't know what I think about this. Yep. And his response is, don't worry about it. Just it'll protect you. Yeah. From what? From everything. From all the things. <laughs> From all the things. From me and my green, creepy eyes. Just yeah. be careful. Uh, he also, we do see that he's making more ghoulies. He makes the green ghoulie. He makes some other furry ghoulies. Well, he's got the power. It's quite a powerful thing. And that's, you see that as he's making these ghoulies and as he's doing all of these um, ceremonies, all these little ceremonies. Yep. He is, he's, he is kind of really getting high on the power of it all. Mm-hmm. And I guess a little bit is that now, like, he's awakened that in him. Because like you said, if he was the bebe with the um, with the power from the beginning, mm-hmm. then maybe Straight like... with the power, you could say. And maybe now this, he's, you know, he's awakened his inner powers. I guess. Um, but I don't really know what he's doing. Does he know he's making these ghoulies? Does he, yeah. has he seen them at this point? Yeah. Okay, he does. I think all he right, does, okay. yeah. All right. Oh yeah, because he's like the he's like the leader of the ghoulies. Yeah, and he knows they'll listen to them. He tells them. Yeah, he can make them, but he's the only one that can also see them. They say, so that's what he's he's very busy at this point. Wow, he's life. creating all this. Well, and she's off at school for most of the time. Yeah. Uh, at one point, she comes down. This is before the really weirdo where he's it's raining downstairs and she's chanting before that he's just fasting right right she's like yes. oh don't you want to come in he's like actually no fasting and she's like <laughs> I, she gets so mad at him well then i'll just eat my salad and cranberry juice alone then i guess i don't know this is around the time that she again comes home a little bit early i do love how he's like oh you're home yeah <laughs> i didn't think that was funny because she comes home to find that he's in the basement, dressed in full, like, devil demon worship yeah. robes. Yeah. He's soaking wet. It's raining it downstairs. He somehow. made it rain. He made it rain. Again, the power that he's conjuring up with these chants and yeah. these spells and these ceremonies, it's it's making him fast. It's turning yep. him. She even says at one point, like, I don't like what this is turning you into. I'm not a fan. <laughs> right. Her reaction is just like, well, this is weird. Yeah. Like, it's it's not true concern where it really should be true concern. But this is where he's like, listen, I love you so much. I don't need this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm totally done with it. How about, you know what always makes me feel better? How about some uh, dirty sex in our bed? How's yeah. that sound? And she's like, all right, that sounds awesome. And this is where we were talking about it earlier. First of all, a ghoulie's watching them have sex, which I thought was really funny. Super creepy, yeah. And then the ghoulie goes under the bed, and we see, you know, a pentagram or a circle with a triangle in it or whatever they're drawing in this movie. And this is when he starts doing his creepy chants, and she's like, I'm not really into this anymore. He, well, they're they're getting intimate there, and he's like saying, yes. she's like, what are you saying? What are you saying? What the fuck are you chanting? <laughs> and she's like, "All right, this is this is really gone too far now. Yeah. You're just you're... he doesn't even have like a good excuse. Like this is just my thing now. Like I don't know. This is how I talk dirty. I don't know. Like, well, and then she excuse. sees the circle under the bed, and she's like, "This is all just a little weird." And until you can come out of this, she doesn't say it's over, but she's basically like, 
Till you can come out of this, I'm leaving. I'm done. It's it's pretty great because yeah, she's done. And now this movie again like hits the lull between parties. And I'm not saying listen, you want to introduce little people, dwarves? I don't know. What do we call them? These these two are really tiny too. Yeah, they're little. Like little the they're like littlest. a dwarf midget, like or a midget of dwarf. Little people. Because they're not Quite Are we allowed to say midget? Well, I'm using okay. it as a classification. Right? Like a mid- okay. I don't know if that's the accurate way. Like a midget, I'm describing as like someone with a certain stature. Like I think what we mm-hmm. typically see when we think of little people. But these little people appear to be even smaller than that. The- so that's I why was, I give I them. I kept watching it being like, are they doing something with, is it a Lord of the Rings thing where some people look bigger than others? Oh, right, But right, I right. was like, because they seemed aggressively tiny. Yeah, they were tiny. They were a little, they were, they, they were seemed bigger like maybe than a, two feet tall. They were bigger than a ghoulie, but they were more <laughs> filled out. Is that how we're measuring? Yeah. You stack two ghoulies on top of yeah. each other, and that was about how big these mm-hmm. two are. Mm-hmm. I guess we haven't seen the stoners in a while, so they're like, let's inject some different kind of comedic moments in this with these two who just bicker amongst each other, mm-hmm. and that's their thing. That is their thing. I don't know what they're there for. I don't know what they're there. You already have the ghoulies. Why do you need these two? Now, these two can talk to him. So, you know, we get some back and forth, but I don't really know why they're there. Well, and they don't, except for the part there when his dad comes in and they try to protect him and all that. Right. It's not like they're giving him these helpful hints throughout, no, you know, or giving him any protection or guidance or, or... They're doing his bidding. They're not even, like, feeding the ghoulies. They're not even, like, you know, maybe they're the, the, um, the caretakers of the ghoulies, you know, but no. They're dressed like they're Knights of the Round Table, too. Yeah. Like, I don't understand. The funny, I really thought that this scene was great because he brings them into, you know, whatever, reality or his world or something like that. And he's talking to them. And then out of nowhere, haven't seen it in the basement till this moment, he has a stool that he drags over. And he's like, all right, let me get down on your uh, level. <laughs> <laughs> he sits down. I don't know why I found that so funny. Um, but yeah, like... And then these two explain, hey, to do the whole ritual thing, you need seven people Mm -hmm. to do this. So what are you going to do? And we see the light bulb go off in his head. And now we cut to a fun scene of him just reading a book with a ghoulie. (laughs) He gets Rebecca to come back. This is where she comes back for one final plea, but sees his eyes are glowing green and she's not into it at all. No, no. But I guess these two little people hypnotize her into staying. Some sort of a spell on her, whether yeah, it's some sort of a hypnotizing or, or yeah, and uh, yeah. And this is also we get yet another Jack Nance voiceover where he's like, "I was powerless to stop it. Oh yeah, powerless because they only had <laughs> enough money to pay me for one day of shooting." <laughs> and this is where we get, oh, I the dinner the party cut to the sunglasses party. I found. So fun. Also because these people can't see the ghoulies on the table eating the food that there's, they're eating. There's ghoulies coming out of the food. And the sunglasses block that vision. That. Totally. How it's, is that? That is not explained. Nobody tells us that. No. Well, what about how they wear the sunglasses and he can make the whole table disappear. And then they're in this ritual setting. In the basement? But then, that was yeah. awesome. I love it because he just stands up and screams and suddenly they're in the basement. 
It's really great. I thought it was really great. And then he screams again and they're all in robes. Yeah. <laughs> that was equally awesome. This is the power. And they do another ritual. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one is more powerful because we see that his uh, dead father is bursting out of his grave at this point. Mm-hmm. Isn't the grave slowly getting up, like raising? Right? It's taking a while. Yeah. Taking a little while. But that's, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how long he's been dead. I get it. 20 um, years, I But guess. this is also where we have another cut because they're in the robes down in the basement. And then we flash back and they're all back in the dining room. And his friends don't seem to know that anything just happened. No, they're just like hanging out. And then he looks at them as like, me and Becca here are going to go to bed. We're a little tired. <laughs> yeah. We invited you over for dinner. But you know what? You guys can stay in any room in the house. And yep. see ya. Make yourselves at home. And she's under yeah. that spell, so she's just like, yes, <laughs> see ya later. She's under that spell, which appears to be just the fact that she's not wearing that necklace anymore that protects her from mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. Right? And you, you have to imagine these friends are like, thank God those two wet blankets went to bed. <laughs> now we can actually have some fun. So now we do outside, we see that there are a few of the green monster ghoulies hanging out in the fountain. Yeah, there's a fountain. there. So it's mm-hmm. not really a fountain because it's not water flowing into it. It's more like a... It's a, it's a few little a pond? frog ponds yeah. on a, a couple different levels, let's yeah. say. So now everybody pairs up, mm-hmm. right? Mariska Hargitay and Gollum, they go outside right. to hang out by the, by the pond. frog ponds. Yeah. Uh, Dick and Robin, they go upstairs to finally have sex. Who knows how long they've been waiting to do this. <laughs> and this is when... Gollum tickles Mariska Hargitay mm-hmm. and she screams, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it, no, stop it, no. <laughs> and the two stoners who also paired off, I'd like to think that these two are lovers. I don't know. I know, if I kind of took it that way too. <laughs> I was like, oh, I think these two are a little. They're inside. They're, their main thing is they're just looking for matches. Oh, yeah, for their, their storyline. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. She drops, Mariska Hargitay bro- drops her bracelet into the frog pond and Gollum looks for it and then is bitten on the face by a ghoulie. Yeah. And then they, he's like a ghoulie magnet because suddenly they're just like flying all over the place and attaching them to his body. I would too, honestly, if I was a ghoulie, he'd be the first one that'd be like, get this guy out of yep. here. Exactly. And then, like you said, they she's screaming bloody murder. Mm-hmm. The stoners are overhearing this, but kind of like, well, she's a screamer, huh? She's <laughs> a screamer. This is hilarious. Hey, you got matches? And he gives him matches. And he goes, you got matches that work. <laughs> All right. Great. Classic lines of ghoulies. I also like to think that I was eight years old watching these guys, I don't know, smoke weed through this whole movie, too. Well, what do you think your grandma was doing in the kitchen? Come on. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> just making pies and rolling dubs. And just smoking her dubs. She's like, thank God he's watching Ghoulies. That'll keep him <laughs> occupied for a bit. Right. I like to think she was in the room until the one guy was like, hey, man, don't bogart that joint. And then my grandmother was like, Speaking of Yeah, which, the light bulb went off. She was like, oh, face. yeah, let me go in there. Yeah, I'm going to go peel apples for a pie <laughs> later. Uh, so basically, Dick and Robin have sex. I guess we are to assume that Mariska Hargitay and Gollum are dead yeah. at this point. Like you said, we don't see her murder or her right. go- ghoulie killing. but um... <laughs> Oh, killed off screen. Mm-hmm. I can't. Believe it. But Dick goes downstairs after their whole sex thing and leaves Robin alone in the room with the scary clown. Yeah. (laughs) Why did you pick the room with the scary clown to have sex in to begin with? 
It's a mansion. Yeah. You have your front. He literally said, take any room you want. And you take the one with the clown. And that's the one that makes you. But on his way downstairs, now he has just had sex. But there's another sexy woman, question mark? (laughs) Soccer mom who wandered into the house? I'm glad you asked that as a question because now watching this, I was like, what's, what's going on? He's really turned on by this woman. Well, she, she's, she's got a lot of cleavage. I feel like, or there was something she was glowing a bit. It's like a long flowing white dress kind of, but I, I don't know, whatever. I mean, I was going to say she looks old, for him, but these people are clearly all in their well, 30s. Well, she whatever. looks older than him, so... Right, and yeah, she's in her 40s. He goes, he's like, all right, well, I mean, they don't call me dick for nothing. <laughs> he really, first of all, better line, because he basically says, this is my lucky day. <laughs> you had a better line. <laughs> oh, God, Jamie, we got to remake Ghoulies. We got all the material. We got all the, the ghoul stuff, like good stuff, but ghoul stuff. Mm-hmm. No, it mm-hmm. didn't work like yep. I wanted it nope. to. I, like it worked in my I head a lot better. We're okay. just, listen, we're just workshopping lines. At this That's what point. we're doing. That's what we're High doing. High on the hog water. That's going to make it in there somehow. <laughs> it's in there. Okay. Charlie Band, if you're listening, I don't know. We can make this happen, man. I feel like it's, I feel like it's good. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm... <laughs> That's what you're going to say to the backers. I feel like it's good. I just feel like it's good. Give us all your money. <laughs> so Dick's about to make out with this woman. I don't know what's going on. He goes on. for it. They go to make yeah. out. And she all of a sudden becomes evil tongue. Her whole tongue comes out of her mouth and wraps around his neck and then bleeds. Her tongue starts squeezing him so squeezes bad that it's so hard blood's <laughs> Pouring out of his neck. And it because it's not a sexy soccer mom trying to get it on with him. Like, where else? That too. Like, he even says to her at one point, where did you even come from? <laughs> Who are you? Where did you come from? <laughs> but it's the dad who's been raised from the dead who can also shapeshift, apparently, and became this woman so that he can murder Dick. Yes. Mm-hmm. So Stoner 1 goes in the kitchen looking for some matches. And Stoner 2. And I did think this cut was kind of funny. Because we cut from this guy being murdered with a tongue to just this Stoner standing in the middle of the kitchen staring <laughs> for a few beats. And then he goes, oh yeah, matches. <laughs> I don't know why. I really thought that was funny. And then this guy's clubbed by those midgets. Yeah. <laughs> I guess they got on each other's shoulders and hit him with a baseball bat. <laughs> And they, they're going to totally knife him in this kitchen. And then they decide to drag him outside and I guess cut his throat there. I mean, it better to do it outside. It's easier to clean up. I don't know. I guess. Mm-hmm. But it's been a little too long. So Stoner 2 thinks he sees his buddy smoking that joint. He's very upset about that. Yeah. He's like, hey, don't bogart that shit. Mm-hmm. Let's share. The midgets turn around, again, standing on each other's shoulders and throw a ghoulie at him. <laughs> That's my favorite when they throw the ghoulie at him. Like these ghoulies not just attack on their own, but they can also be used thrown at you. Exactly. They're they're basically like furry throwing stars with teeth. And throwed throwed? <laughs> thrown mm-hmm. by these little midget dwarfs. By these yeah. little tiny They're working together. They're yeah. all just trying to figure this Teamwork out. Teamwork makes a dream work, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
It sure does. Robin might have maybe the best death and the most fun death. Oh, yeah. Because it makes no sense whatsoever. When the ghoulie peeks out over her bed. Yeah. Yes. She wakes up to see ghoulies, freaks out, tries to leave the room, but then the clown is now standing and walking. Yeah. Chases her, strangles her for a little bit, but then a swamp monster bursts out of the clown. Where even does this swamp monster come from? It's what possessed the clown. Like I thought when the clown started moving, I thought it was the two little people that were maybe sure, something. somehow, right. Or just, or just another ghoulie. It's yeah, a exactly. Clown. No, but inside of this clown bursts out, like you said, this some some kind of swamp monster. I think it's thing. a ghoulie just undefined. It's just a, it's just like a jumbo size. Yeah. Ghoulie. Yeah. Okay, for some reason, Rebecca kind of comes to because he puts her to bed. He's like, oh, it's been such a night. Why don't you take a little nap? He puts her to bed, but then he sits in the corner and does this little like kind of like a meditation almost. But I think he's like making all of this death. He's commanding these ghoulies to kill all these friends. Right. And in, in his right. state, in his little. That's what I thought. Yes. But she wakes up, mm-hmm. comes out of her trance, sees him. Sees him, is a little bit freaked out. Mm-hmm. He's still got those green glowing eyes. Yeah. She rips off the medallion mm-hmm. that he gave her to protect her. And suddenly the ghoulies descend upon her. But before they get a chance to get her, she trips over her own feet, falls down the steps, and I guess breaks her own neck. And on her fall down, she says, why, Jonathan? <laughs> why? <laughs> No wonder you're surprised she's still acting. Yeah. She, didn't, she didn't really bother me. They're all such wooden nothing characters that I don't think any one of them stood out to me as being so unnecessary, except for maybe Gollum. Yeah, he was goofy. So Jonathan, he's really broken up now. Um, murdering his friends was not an issue. But now that Rebecca's dead, he's very upset. Mm-hmm. So he carries her into the basement And then I love the reveal that he turns around and sees all of his dead friends dressed in robes (laughs) that are all bloody. And this is where it's revealed that his evil father, because he had no idea what was happening. Mm -hmm. Like, he didn't know that his father was rising from the grave. Right. So the midgets and the ghoulies tricked him into performing this ritual so that the father could rise from the grave. Right. Because the father's the real powerful one. The real, okay. he even looks at them, the ghoulies, when he when he first comes back and he says, I'm back. I'm your real leader now. Right. Um, I think the ghoulies are fine with it. I don't know about those two little people. And now the, the ghoulies, little people don't like the father no. as much. They're kind of, yeah. Which is why I was like, hey, you're the ones that told him he had to get seven people. Like, this is totally your fault. Yeah, you should have bent the rules a little bit. Those ghoulies aren't saying a word. I don't even think they can speak. I don't think they you can. Should just they don't like, really have throats. Yeah. Yeah. You should have just been like, what do you, what do you need us to do? He needs to clean this house for you. He needs to get your girlfriend back. Maybe write some love notes or something like that. We can do that. Let's get rid of all this evil ritualistic stuff. We'll just help you around the house. (laughs) Help you get this place in order. Now there's like a little bit of fighting because he's trying to kill his son, but his son's a little bit powerful. He starts to sink into the floor, but then he chants his way out of sinking into the floor. (laughs) Not much is happening until he goes, kiss me, my son. I did not like that at all. Uh -uh. There is a funny line where uh, the little people are kind of like, no, don't do it. It's a trap. (laughs) And the father turns around. He's like, oh. 
I'll just kill you two later. I love that. I was kind of like, well, we're not going to see how you murdered the, these two? What the hell? I'm just, I'll burn you. You guys, I'll, I'll take care of you and burn you up yeah. later. <laughs> burn you up later. But right you now, know, I got to try to make out with my son. I'm a little busy right yeah. now. Uh, give me some smooches. <laughs> Smooch it up, sunny boy. And suddenly, something I did not, I kind of did not remember how this movie ended. Having seen it several times, yeah. I did not remember that Jack Nance just bursts in and basically has a wizard fight with this man. Yeah. They choke each other for a little while. <laughs> yeah. It's some physical choking and then they're like shooting lightning out of each mm-hmm. other's eyes mm-hmm. at one another. And the reason why, again, I didn't think Jack Nance was showing up is because he makes it a point several times in this movie to say that he is powerless to do anything to help this kid. He's saving his power until the very end, till the last battle. You give that shit away too soon and you're going to be asked to battle before you're ready. Uh, I guess. No, you're right. He was just waiting yeah. on it. Yeah. Till the time mm. was just right. Till he And he was. Not really expected. I also like how the house begins to fall apart. And Jack Nance looks over and says to him, get out of here. Get out of here. And Jonathan proceeds to stay and watch the entire fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rebecca wakes up. They stay. Keep watching the fight. <laughs> he notices that his friends are waking up. They all kind of hang around for way too long. Until the two of them are, I guess, swept into some parallel Dimension. Where are they swept off to? The, the I don't friends know. get out and we go see to their like, cars. We see like windy lines around the oh, two of them fighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then they disappear. Yeah. And then he and his friends who run out, they're not in their robes anymore, they're in their regular clothes. Um, they all run out and get in their cars and just drive away. I know. See ya. It was a great party. What an ending. Like we don't watch the house burn or crumble or explode. They get in their cars and they drive away. No, we don't watch Jonathan and and Becca like reunite, and she's so no. glad that he's not green eyed anymore, or he winks at the camera with his green eye. Or well, we do see the ghoulies in the car then. Yeah, we get some ghoulies who hitched a ride. So we know we're, we got more ghoulie to come. But yeah, that's Doug's favorite movie of all time, Ghoulies. <laughs> ten out of ten, everybody. Yikes. No, I told you earlier. I understand that objectively, Ghoulies is not a good movie. It isn't. This is a total nostalgia pick for me okay i would be lying if i told you that when it ended i didn't want to watch it again because i kind of I kind of you're did. excited by it. and i i do not want to let another five six ten years go by before i watch it again so it's it's gonna be i'm not saying regular rotation but you're bringing but it in. You're bringing I, it in. I, I have rotation. to bring it in. Yeah. I adore the Ghoulies. I like this better than two. All right. Lots of people really, really enjoy two. They don't like this one. Sorry. That's not my, that's not what I think. Now you tell me how great it was. Oh, <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't oh. good for me. <laughs> I didn't care for it. I, what I do care for now, what I did get excited about oh, after yeah, sure. watching this was my recommendation. So I'm going to jump right into that, if that's okay by you. Please do so. So I was excited, while even while I was watching this movie, because just this weekend, I watched a movie that is very... Um, it's not traditional. Well, I guess in a sense, it's, it's on par for what I would watch considering the time of year. I think I said this on the last episode. Uh, this mm-hmm. time of year, you know, you watch a scary movie because it's what you do, so you see what's out there. And usually it's mm. more... Uh, Kid-themed for me. But anyway, the movie I watched recently, I think you're going to love it, DP, and so I'm going to recommend it 
to you directly and then to our right. listeners, right. of course, because they're involved in this. But um, the movie is called Ready or Not. It's a 2019, uh, I think one would classify it maybe as a comedy comedy thriller, comedy horror maybe. Okay. Um, it's very good, and it's about this couple who, um, they're getting married, and it's their wedding day, and the husband, the, the man in the relationship, is a part of this family that owns a game, like a Milton Bradley, like a gaming company. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, the night of their wedding, there's this tradition in his family where if you're new to the family, you have to, they have a game night, the night of the wedding. And it could be any game that they play. And if the game that they pick is this game called hide and seek, where it's basically that you have to play to the death. And it's because this family is, thinks that they, they have a pact with like a devil, with the devil and that's okay. how they have all their money in the gaming company. That's why their gaming company got so big was because this pact with the devil means that every couple of years they have to sacrifice someone. So when the game mm-hmm. of hide and seek comes up, that's a sacrifice. So it's really fun and funny <laughs> and well done. I don't, uh, I know uh, Andy McDowell is in it. And then there's a couple, I don't know all the other actors. That, I did like the, the woman who plays the wife, the lead actress. I wrote down her name, Samara I didn't write it down clear enough for me to read it. So, um, but Samara, she's very Samara good. Weaving. Yeah, you know the movie. Yeah, I've seen it. Well, why'd you let me get all excited about it for you're you? You're not just talking to me. You're, you're talking to other people that are listening. Well, did you like I it? Wasn't, I wasn't going to interrupt. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I wasn't going to interrupt. You're very excited about it. Listen, I'm letting you have your ghoulies moment well, right now. I appreciate it. Well, and the whole time I was watching ghoulies, I was like, oh, my God, that movie, because it's about sacrifice, and they play a game, and they talk about a game and ghoulies, and there's no ghoulies in this, ready or not, but the ghoulying, the bloodiness, it's like just, mm-hmm. it was just enough for me. It wasn't too gory, and it was... I really liked it. I I would say the only thing holding the movie back was lack of ghoulies. You know, that's that's <laughs> for, for a ghoulie fan to, of your, as yourself. Right, if yeah. I if I had to give the movie one critique, it would be more ghoulies mm, next time or for the all right. sequel. Fair enough. Maybe they play a game called Ghoulies. <laughs> You went out of your way to uh, actually recommend a really, really good movie that you enjoyed. And so not only did I make us watch a bad movie. Yeah, you're going to um, recommend a terrible movie? I'm going to recommend a bad movie. I'm going to recommend a bad movie that I like and I know that I just I just like it. But I don't think I've ever recommended any movie from the Friday the 13th series oh. before. Uh-uh. I'm going to recommend Friday the 13th part Eight. That's Eight. right. I'm going really far. Wow. This is the one that is subtitled Jason Takes Manhattan. And, ah. <laughs> and the criticism with this movie is that only like the last 10 minutes take place in Manhattan. So I understand that's legitimate criticism. You can't really take Manhattan if that's. Yeah. No. But the movie's so fun and stupid because it's basically a senior class trip. To mm-hmm. Manhattan. They're going to take like a big cruise ship mm-hmm. from New Jersey to Manhattan for their senior trip. The boat only holds about, there's only like 10 kids on this. So it's not the entire senior class, which is already ridiculous because it's just what characters are going to die. We don't have a budget for anything. The entire movie is just on this boat. So it has nothing to do with New York at all. Manhattan, no. Yeah, but it's super 
dumb and it's just it's what the series is by the time you get to eight what are you gonna do so they're just like they get them out of the woods they get them away from campers and they just have them kill people on a cruise ship but it's very fun i really enjoy it the ending is terrible it's a terribly bad movie when he does get to new york the best kill is at one point a guy decides to fight freddy barehanded and punches him a couple times and freddy punches this kid one time in the head and his head pops off his body off the roof and into a dumpster wow Yep, I'm going full stupid just to close out October. All right, all right. One really good movie recommendation and uh, basically uh, two bad movies. I like that you kept it, though, with the theme of like, you I'm know. Glad. I'm glad you like yeah, it. Yeah, I appreciate right. that. Because I have to tell you, that Freddy sounds terrible. You mean just as a person? Yeah. He sounds like a bad guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're like, the more I hear about <laughs> this Freddy guy, I don't I'm not like into him. him. We are moving. Let's let's get away from scary movie time. We're done. Yeah, we're done. October's, October's over. Yeah. You're listening to this on like the 29th. Jamie, your favorite movie that we watched. We watched four, three, four. What'd you like best? <laughs> Do we need a refresher? Yeah. Could refresh? you? <laughs> All right. We watched Ghoulies. Yeah. I didn't like that one. Okay. I think we started. We watched Fright Night before that. Oh, yeah. We watched poltergeist before that okay and before that we watched monkey shines well i liked monkey shines for its uh ridiculousness mm-hmm. not for its plot or the actual movie but of course <laughs> poltergeist was the best it was the shining star it was like the a i think we know that it was like the a the yeah. the, the, the shining star of that lineup so yeah. you, you'd be silly not to say that that poltergeist was the win but Something some special about Monkey Shines. <laughs> no, no, you're right. Also, you're wrong. It's Ghoulies. That's the best. All right, oh, so um, we on. are moving into November. Yeah. And I know we're I know we're very excited. Listen, Sly's giving is right around the it's corner. It's my but favorite just, time of the year. We, just, we gotta we gotta pump those Sly breaks a little bit because we have a movie before that. Yeah, we do. And it is a patron recommended movie coming at us from a patron. Here we go. We want to thank James so much. This is his first Patreon recommended film. So mm-hmm. thank you, James. Thank you, James. Jumping on board that top tier. Yeah. And he must really enjoy when we talk about a little actor named Gary Busey. Ooh, who doesn't love a little Busey? Because he wants us to watch a movie called Bulletproof from oh. 1987. Where oh. <laughs> I'm just I'm just gonna read because this is the way this description starts on IMDb is one of the goofiest ways to introduce your character because it refers to him as an often wounded LA cop. Often wounded? Is that like clumsy? I don't know what that means. I don't know if he's... Clearly, he's not bulletproof. <laughs> so, inv- all right, Gary Busey invades Mexico oh. to rescue U.S. Army types from a Soviet agent. In Mexico? D- none- <laughs> nothing <laughs> about the description makes any logical sense. So I cannot wait to watch this movie. All right. Yeah, me. I mean, Busey. You had me at Busey. And <laughs> uh, often wounded. <laughs> often wounded. Gary Busey <laughs> hobbles into Mexico. I just like, is he is he accident prone? Is that what they're trying to say? <laughs> 
You think it's gonna be like a naked gun thing where he's constantly like just running into walls? Maybe and, stuff and like, like that. tripping and like untying his shoes untied and he's falling down. I don't know. Lots of like bonk noises yeah. when he hits stuff. Maybe <laughs> it's like, a comedy. <laughs> but he's in Mexico, so there's like tortillas and mm-hmm. I don't know mariachi music, and then Soviets throughout the movie. Yeah. Right? Yes. <laughs> Those things that Mexico is known for, Soviets. Oh my gosh, this sounds like a this sounds like something. Sounds better yeah. than Ghoulies, I'll tell you that. Nope, not at all. Mm-hmm. Um, he sent a YouTube link. I will send that to you because apparently you can't find this anywhere other than on YouTube. Excellent. So I will send that along to you. And folks, hey, you all have access to YouTube, so maybe check out the movie yeah. before we talk about Look it. Look at it. So, everybody, look for us in two weeks when we watch Bulletproof. But until then, everyone, have a great two weeks. Bye. So long.